Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring pet psychic Laura Stinchfield. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the pet psychic. I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate my life to teaching humans and animals how to understand each other better. Log on to thepetpsychic.com where you'll find out uh, more about Laura the Pet Psychic, tips on animal communication and animal behavior. Uh, You are listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. You can log into our chat room and chat with other listeners and ask us questions. I'm your producer and co-host, Aiku Sahara. We have Kendra and Diana on the phone lines. Uh, we, I saw on our Facebook page we got a link, a video link sent to us by uh, Jamie Thompson Harmon about a dolphin who goes to a diver and asks for help to cut off the fishing line that it was tangled up in. And um, for all of our listeners, you can go to our Facebook page, uh, Pet Psychic Radio, and the link's in there. I'll also post it in our chat room. Um, but it's really awesome. The video is really cool, and I, I just love hearing these extraordinary stories of animals helping people as well as people helping animals. Did you get to see the video, Laura? I did see the video, and it's actually really amazing how the dolphin swims up to the person, and it's clear you know, that the dolphin is showing that she has something wrapped around her, and mm-hmm. um, the diver just takes out a little scissor or knife or something and cuts the cuts the string away from her flipper. Yeah. Do you want to talk you want to talk to her and see what she says about that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I'm gonna get her. And she was actually pretty amazing because she um she came and he was working on it and then she needed to go back up for air. So she went up for air and then she came back down to him. She's so smart. Yeah. Okay, let's let's get her. I've known people before. I go around the divers a lot. Sometimes in the past, I've let them touch me. And I've always seen that they have kind eyes. Sometimes their eyes get scared. But then they get kind. So she's saying that sometimes when she's first swimming towards them, the divers, some of them might be a little bit scared at first, but then they realize that she's friendly and then they become kind. Mm-hmm. And you know what else? Humans were the first thing I thought about when I got tangled. Because my dolphin friends couldn't get it off. Mm-hmm. They tried. They tried to pull it with their nose, and it was hurting their nose. I thought I've got to find a person, and it only took a day. I mm. thought it must have been a long day. Yeah. I wasn't scared because I, I know their routine. There must be a place where divers go often. Right. 
kind of neat, huh, that she's she interacts with people a lot. Yeah, that's so amazing. I know you've interacted with dolphins when you go surfing and stuff, right? What did you say? You, you've you interacted with dolphins when you go surfing and stuff like that? Yeah, like when I go surfing, they'll come really close and they'll swim under my board and everything. But the, the main thing that I have to say, well, there's two things about dolphins. Well, there's a lot of things about dolphins that have stuck out. <laughs> but but um, one time a dolphin said to me, there are no mean dolphins. I, I just was like, that is so amazing, there are no mean dolphins. Can we say that about any other species? Right. And then they wanted to know, like, what is the, what are the umbrellas, like beach umbrellas? Like, they didn't quite understand what a beach umbrella was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, then they wanted to know about dogs, of course. And then uh, then it's the sad thing is that they told me that there's a one time, I think it's like once a month or every six weeks, I can't remember, but they know it's like, it's like on a schedule where the Navy put this, like, high-frequency sonar and that it, like, can make them deaf. And they usually know what day that is. And so during those days, they go hide in coves. Mm-hmm. I think you were there for that, I remember? Yeah, I think that was on our um, whale-watching trip. Yeah. Yeah. That, that video is on our YouTube page, right? No, we never got that video up. Oh, we didn't? Oopsies. No. Oh, I have that. I ready to go. So maybe this week um we can post that. You can see Oh my god, that would be so exciting if we post that. Oh yeah. Well when we went whale watching, all these dolphins came. It was crazy. Mhm. It was so much fun. So yeah, maybe we'll we'll do that this week. Hopefully we can put put that up on our um YouTube page. And that's okay. um the pet psychic. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, the YouTube page is Pet Psychic. Oh, no, the, yeah. No, the. No, the, the, no, the, does. <laughs> yeah, pretty much as a general rule, all you listeners, if you're trying to find me on Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook, try both Pet Psychic and The Pet Psychic. I have one of those usernames. Yeah. Most of the time it's the, except for this YouTube thing, I guess. I have a V for the YouTube thing, too, but I forgot my password, and it was so long ago that lost, <laughs> lost in YouTube space. Right, yeah, lost in the Internet. Okay, so let's get to some calls. Uh, our first caller we have is Toby the Chihuahua, or should I say Toby's mom, Darlene, is going to be calling in with um, Toby the Chihuahua, who passed away five years ago at 10 years old, and Toby is tan in color. Uh Darlene? Hi. Hi. Tell us um, what you would like to ask, uh, ask Toby. Uh, um, Toby. I was, so Toby was my childhood dog. He was a tan chihuahua and pretty much had him through middle school and high school. And he died at, ho- at home, so I don't know. He just kind of got sick out of nowhere. So I just want to know like how he's doing and if he plans to come back. He says he's doing really good. He says he's asking if you remember the pushing game that he used to play. I think it's like pushing your sheets up or something. Or a blanket, maybe. Do you know what that is? No. He looks like he's pushing something with his nose. 
Maybe. I mean, when he was younger, I would let him into my bed, and he would kind of sleep there, so I don't know. Oh, that must be it. That must be it. But just when he was younger, not when he was older? Yeah. When he, when he was older, we didn't really let him on the bed, in the beds anymore. If I come back in my next life, I want to be on the bed. <laughs> but he hasn't come back, right? Because I have a I've dog now. He says, I've loved you all these years. And I remember what good friends we were and how you used to run to me when you came home. And I remember that you could hear me. And I remember that you, when I got older, you were really gentle with me. He was blind when he got older. I don't know. Oh, yeah, because I see you sort of like helping him and sort of like touching him really softly. It must have been when he was blind. Like it looks like the way you're reaching down to touch him is like really aware that you might startle him. So you do a kind of Mm -hmm. slow and you sort of let him know that you're there before he actually gets touched and startled. Oh, that's so cute. But he's doing great. He says, I will come back one day. Okay, because I have he a dog he'll... now. I I, don't, I sometimes wonder if it was him, but... Oh, is well, he said he'll be, like, gray and white. Is your dog now gray and white? Yeah. She is? Or he is? Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah he's amazing. gray and white. Yeah, because that's me. Because I always felt good in her presence. So what happens is, like, it's so interesting that I saw gray and white. I sort of was picking it up like the future, like not like he was back already, but um, he when he said gray and white and your dog now is gray and white, what happens is reincarnation is so complex and like time is so different. Like whoever um, Toby was in his past life will always hold a consciousness. And then there's parts of Toby that comes back and forms this new life is like your new dog. And so time is different. So I may not always get, like I might get like that they'll come back in the future when they could already be back. Like, And, uh, like, for instance, my dog, Maya, who was a wolf dog, when she reincarnated into my Luca, there was a while she was telling me of, like, all the different places. Like, she was telling me about how I would find her and what she would look like. And and everything ended to matched up. But what got me was that she started to telling me this after she had already been born as Luca, but she never said, like, I'm already born, I'm six months old. It was like there was this part of her that didn't even really know that she was six months old yet. But then everything matched up, even, like, the name of the place where I got Luca. So um, it's so complex, and it has to filter through my mind and everything. So I I feel like Toby and your dog are one and the same. Oh, okay. So, and so I guess Toby you, doesn't you, know yet, or he kind of, he doesn't no, see it? No, he doesn't know. It's just that, that, like, when he said gray and white, it's like sometimes it might just be, like, because when I got, like, when you wanted to know if he was going, if he will 
reincarnate. Like, that's the message that I got, you know, the, um, like, will he reincarnate me? And so I, I myself already put it into the, into the future. So it has to filter through my idea already. So my idea is already in the future. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, if you had phrased the question, is he my dog now? I may have gotten, yes, I'm the gray and white dog, instead of I will be the gray and white dog. Does that make sense? Yeah. So does that mean my dog now remembers him being Toby? He probably doesn't remember being Toby. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like, sometimes they remember, and it's like this one stream of consciousness. Like, they all remember it all. And then other times they remember, like, Luca, he remembers bits and pieces of being Maya, but he doesn't remember the whole thing. And then I know this other little um, bulldog named Luna, she was a dog beforehand, a bulldog also, and she remembers the whole life of being the other dog. So we can ask, so who's your, what's the gray and white dog's name? And we'll ask them if they remember being um, with you before. You've talked to him. He's blue. He was the one that liked to shower or people would bathe. He was telling you people like to shower. He's blue. He's a Boston Terrier, and he's gray and white. Oh, he's the Boston. Oh, yeah, I remember. Okay. Okay, Anna. I just feel like I've always been with her. I don't remember having a tiny nose, but I remember having tinier paws. I remember moving my legs horribly, like meaning that he remembers moving his, like having a littler body and being able to run sort of faster like a chihuahua. You know what's interesting is that the first thing he said is, um, I don't remember having a littler nose, but then Toby had said, like, do you remember me pushing things with my nose? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so complex because so maybe there's, like, this break, like, he's saying, I remember, like, remember the little nose, like, remember mm-hmm. that part. Yeah, how funny. But he doesn't remember being Toby then. He just remembers being with me before. Well, he feels like he's been with you always. So he was my dog, pretty much. Like he knows. He says, "I remember a little girl singing to me <laughs> and holding me and dancing me around." Did you do that, darling? I think so. I probably was <laughs> when we were running around. I'm not sure. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Thanks so much for calling in. Say hi to right. uh, Toby you. slash Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Thanks. Bye. Do you so ever cute. ask? Uh, do you ever ask your talk to your animals about who they used to be? I mean, I know Luca, but like some of the other animals. Yeah, yeah Luca. I actually feel like a lot of them have been with me before. I don't know. You know, I haven't really like asked them. Like, do you remember all of your past lives? haven't really I mean or your so most like recent I feel one. like really were mine before like my cat Joey who passed mm-hmm. away I know he was my dog when I was a kid because he had like the same stubborn personality and he used to do sort of the same things mm-hmm. 
that's what me. I, yeah, I kind of like want to believe that they've always just been with me, and they've always just been with me. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to hear about their lives with anyone else. It's like when you have a boyfriend. I don't care. Right. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. I wonder who Aloha used to be. I'll have to ask her sometime. <laughs> yeah, just tell me when. Yeah, we'll ask her later. Uh, let's get to um, Maria, who is our special guest today. She has, um, she's a friend of yours, right, Maria? With uh, she has a service dog named Malachi, and um, Maria, hi there. Welcome hi. to our show. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Hi, Laura. Hi, Maria. So, tell us um, about. What Malachi does, and um, what is what kind of service dog he is? Well, Malachi is just three years old, and he's a black lab, and he is a diabetic alert dog. So he tells me, sometimes I have this pomp that makes noises, and sometimes he just tells me that my blood sugar is too high or too low. And actually, lately, he's even told other people who I didn't know were diabetic that they have a higher low blood sugar. Wow. And are they, is he trained? Is there a training process for him to to know how to do this? Or uh, the, For him, there was a training process. They trained him to listen to the alarm and mm-hmm. to um, uh, tell me about the alarm. But um, I had another dog who just did it. So there's a, there's a chemical change in your blood mm-hmm. and... Um, he, my other dog just knew that there was something wrong. But Malachi was so young, and of course he didn't know me when he was being trained, that he started to smell, he started to get the smell and the sound together. Mm-hmm. And so now sometimes he doesn't need the pump at all. He'll tell me before the sound goes off. Have you, um, and so he tells you all the time, have there been any special incidences where, you know, it was really dangerous, and he, I mean, I'm sure he saves your life on a daily basis. Is there something, like a special incident that really sticks out in your mind? Well, there's a couple, but I'll tell you one. We were, I was at a conference, and I wasn't paying any attention because I was talking to people, and, you know, we were in this big room, and and um, my blood sugar apparently was going up and up and up, and um, all of a sudden, out of the blue, he jumps right up, right into my face, and he his his paws are like on my shoulders and he's he's getting tall and I just went like oh my gosh Malachi okay yes you you've been telling me and I apparently wasn't listening because he he'll start with real subtle things like just coming over and putting his paw on me but I was standing mm-hmm. and so he would have been rubbing on me and I just wasn't paying attention but um, I thought that was really neat that he just said you know wow. what mom you're you're gonna listen to me now. Yeah, and what would happen if he didn't tell you? Well, what would happen it, to you? If it let, if I just kind of let it go, I, I would get real sleepy and real tired, and I could go into a coma. Wow. Um, so, um, so that's that's just real important. Yeah. So he saves your life every single yeah. day. Just wow. about. Yeah. That's amazing. Let's talk to Malachi. He's right here. Do you want me on speakerphone? (laughs) But he's right here. (laughs) No, no. That's a common question, though. Everybody asks that. 
No, I can talk to Malachi in my mind, so he he doesn't need to hear my voice. And so what should we – I think we should ask Malachi what he thinks about his job, about being a service dog. Oh, I and would love to know what he thinks. Does he realize, like, how special that that is? Uh, okay, let's get Malachi. He's a beautiful black lab. I know I'm helping my mom. She really needs me. I'm starting to recognize it more because I'm starting to look at other people. And because when I look at other people, I notice that not all of them need my help. And now I think to myself, oh, I know now how my mom is different. And that was big for me because I was thinking that every dog needs to do this. The thing is with my mom, sometimes I have to really hit her with my nose or really look at her strong, or she just thinks that I want attention. So sometimes I need to tell my mom, you should pay attention a little more to me. That's interesting, Maria, because it's like she's saying that, like, way before the beep would go off, he wants to alert you. That's I'm I'm starting to really get that now. That's so interesting because didn't Malachi have a harder time separating the beep and the smell? Like, didn't he was just relying on the beep for a while? For a long time because that was when he was in training, they just used the beep alone. And then I noticed about six months into being with me, I started seeing that he was associating the smell and the... And not that anybody can smell it. I can't smell it. but Right. Um, but I knew number 10 could smell it. Um, so I know that I can taste it, but I can't smell it. And mm-hmm. um, he he had a big moment where we were in a library and I saw an old friend. And all of a sudden Malachi started like rubbing all over this guy he never knew. And he's not really overly friendly. Um, and this guy said, well, what's what's going on? What's with your dog here? You know, He was like laughing it off and I said you're not diabetic by any chance he said yeah I'm having a low blood sugar Malachi was all over this guy so that's when I knew he was smelling it definitely smelling it that's so awesome he's amazing because Malachi did have a little bit of like fear issues and so it's so amazing that he broke free of that and was able to alert someone else it's a, it is amazing. It is amazing to watch him do these things and and he's he's even gotten a little better with kids. Not that he was bad, but he was mm. afraid of them. And mm. um he's let kids come up to him. But I take good and, care of him. And so you're having some some just some a little bit of a problems with Malachi. What is that? What's the problems that you're having? Well, I think he's so intense about taking care of me that now when somebody walks by my house or if they pull up, and and it's really kind of funny, my son will come home and he'll pull in front of my house, and Malachi will just start howling and just going 
you know, it, it, it's really bad, and he's, like, screaming. And then my son will come in, and he'll still start barking. But I know he loves my son because the next morning I'll go in the shower, and he'll jump up on my son's bed and, and flop down and turn upside down and lick him. And mm. So I know he really loves my son, but he's really kind of freaked out about anybody coming near my house. Oh, so okay. He's, like, a little protective. And so... What do we tell him? Like barking once or twice is okay, but then then he's got to start paying attention to you to see if to see if it's okay or not. And also, come on, you know he's your son. It's it's fine that it's, that your son is there. Right, right. Well, he needs to know that. He needs to know that if he barks once, that's fine. He can tell me someone's out there, and I'll go check and I'll take care of it. And if I need his help, I'll let him know. But I'm afraid the neighbors are going to complain. They haven't, but but I have one neighbor who who's been. It actually started when this neighbor was yelling at us. So I know that he has a reason for doing this, and he has a very good reason for doing that. He's just taking care of me, but he needs to kind of do it in a different way. What should I do? Just stand next to you. Yes. If they come too close, should I bark at them? Only if mom seems seems fearful, right? Right. Oh, he turned and looked at me. Can I let my brother in at any time? So your son. Yes. Oh, yes. I thought he's supposed to be home at a certain time. No, right? He can come home whenever right. he wants. He's a grown yeah, man, right? I mean, he's 29. Yeah. He doesn't have a curfew. He <laughs> doesn't have to scold him for coming in too late. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell my mom that I'm really glad we're together? Oh. And I really am glad for my job. And I'm really glad that I can help her. I'm going to try and be more quiet. But I feel like I'm getting a lot more confident. I just feel like I'm getting better. And I want to say thank you for trusting me. And thank you for believing in me. Oh, how cute is that? He's so adorable. Does he feel secure? Because I always felt like he felt he wasn't really in a real home, like he didn't have a forever home. I know I have a forever home. Mom tells me I do. Do you? All the time. Aww. Maria, thank you so much for being on our show and introducing us to Malachi, who's an amazing, amazing uh, dog service dog and what a great uh great guest to have um for all of our listeners uh you can you know look up we don't have a website or anything like that today but um just look up about service dogs it's really really interesting and they're so helpful again i love hearing these extraordinary stories where we can uh have animals help us and help animals so thank you so much thank you bye bye maria bye malachi Hi, Malachi. So amazing.
I know. He's so neat. Yeah. It's, it's so amazing when they can do those, when they when it's all on smell, you know. I had a, a friend who had a seizure alert dog. This dog recently passed, passed away. But he was saying that not only did he smell the seizures coming, but he could see it in her eyes. Her pupils would dilate. Gosh. Before. And he always, he was so amazing because he would always get her to safety. Like, he would, like, nudge her. And when she when he nudged her and he'd sometimes throw his paws up on her lap, she would know to, like, get to a safe place and lie down. Oh, my gosh. And I know. And since he passed away, she hasn't been able to find another seizure alert dog because it's something that you're almost, like, born with, you know, just mm-hmm. knowing when that's going to come. They're yeah. really hard to train. And she has many seizures a day. And so it's been hard for her since he passed away. It's amazing how they can bring such comfort to people's lives. Mm-hmm. Are there, do you know of like a groups that do, um, that have animals or that train animals to do this? Yeah, there are people that, um, that there are groups that train them to be service dogs. But like what, what, um, I don't know how they, okay, so I guess with Malachi's training that they were able to, they would put him with a diabetic who would who would also be hooked up to a machine that would give off the noise. And mm-hmm. so they would train him to alert every time he heard the noise. So eventually he would, he started to associate the smell with the with the sound of when the sugar the sugar was dropping or getting too high, wow. but that's hard to do with an actual seizure mm-hmm. because there's no levels to put a computer to to make a sound. Yeah, right, you know right, I mean? right. Yeah. So it's hard to actually train a seizure alert dog. Wow. So they're they really are born with it. I wonder how people find them. You know. I know it's like by the grace of God. I think really. Yeah. That's so amazing. Well, maybe yeah. we can have someone have more um, see if more service dogs on our shows. Yes. That would be great. That oh, by great. the way, we haven't mentioned what that noise is in the background. Well, yeah. So that is Seymour, who um, has my... <laughs> She's like on cue. My blue and gold spirit. And, you know, she's just back at my house. She's been here a couple of weeks now. And she has some serious post-traumatic stress with multiple people in the house. She's fine if I'm the only one in the house, but I can't have, like, the TV on, the radio on, or, like, now my headpiece is broken, so you're all on speakerphone through the computer. So she thinks there's other people in the house, and she's having some stress issues. Oh, no. Sorry, Seymour. She's been so difficult for, well, not difficult. She's been really good, but she's been interesting for me because there are times when she gets like this that she can't hear me and she won't talk to me. She's like totally in her post-traumatic stress time. Yeah, I'm sure it'll take time to readjust to your house again. It will, but she actually, she breaks out of it a little bit. Like now she's ringing her bell. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, if you for listeners, if you're hearing all that noise, that's 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 who that is. I just thought I'd mention it so we're not just like ignoring the fact that there's a loud parrot in the background. So like now during I do phone consultations all day long with people and their pets, and, and so now I have this like this it's like a two minute thing that I say in the beginning of every session, so people know like what to expect. And at the very end, I go. And if you hear something screaming in the background, I apologize. That's my parents. <laughs> I've like added it to the end of the. Because <laughs> I, I could tell, like, one woman, you know, like, every now and then, like, when I'm concentrating really hard, I can actually pick up on what the people are thinking. Yeah. And, like, well, not if I'm concentrating really hard, but it's, like, so, you know, like, I'm on the person and the animal so intensely. Like, I could hear this person going, like, what is that? Like, is that a child? Like, I could hear her. Is that an autistic child? Like, <laughs> oh, that? Like, <laughs> so you had to say something. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, that's funny. Okay, right. so uh, let's get to more callers. We have Bonnie, who is a collie that looks just like Lassie, five years old, and has um, some medical issues. Lori, tell us about what's going on with Bonnie. Hi. Um, A few months ago, Bonnie was limping, and I brought her to the vet, and the first vet told me there was no break, and then she kept limping, and I brought her back, and then the second vet said, yes, there's a fracture in her right front paw. So she had a cast for like six weeks, and they x-rayed her and said it was all better, and they took the cast off, and then she was still limping, so then he sent me to another vet who did a different view on the x-ray and said she does have a break and she needs surgery. So he did surgery, and she was progressing after the surgery, and about six weeks in, he did another x-ray and said, well, the good news is the bone has healed, but the bad news is the hardware supporting the stretched-out ligament like failed, like broke, and she needed a second surgery. So now she's progressing after that second surgery, but he says we still don't know if, you know, she'll have enough scar tissue to stabilize her joint when she comes out of the cast in two weeks. He says that's the million-dollar question. So obviously I'm very concerned about her, and I just hope that, you know, she knows that I'm doing everything I can for her, and I feel bad she has to go through all this. Yeah, me too. Poor Bonnie. Okay. Yes. Actually, though, we shouldn't put out there poor Bonnie because we really want to think about her healing and her being yes. well. And it's Absolutely. so easy when we have an animal like this, right, who has so many issues that mm-hmm. are not so many issues, but like issues that have, like, you think it's better and then it's gotten worse, that mm-hmm. you can sometimes have this, like, oh no, like, is it yes. going to get worse again? really important to keep visualizing her being perfectly healthy and getting her to visualize that and having faith in that. And also so important to be with a doctor that you trust. Your gut feeling with a doctor is really, is so important. So, um, and so then you can say to her, we trust this doctor. This is going to be the best thing for you. Do you feel like you do trust her doctor? This one that did the surgery, I feel that he had a better understanding of what her injury was because he did, um, it was called a stressed view x-ray, which actually Mm -hmm. showed him that 
what the leg looks like when she's standing because he explained to me the x-ray that the regular vet took was with Bonnie laying down with her her paws extended and he said that doesn't show us what happens when the dog stands up so he showed me that x-ray and there was this big big fracture there which obviously probably should have had surgery from the get-go but was never seen they saw or maybe it wasn't fracture. there. Maybe it came later from the stress. No. We don't know, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, true. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's let's ask Bonnie how she's doing and tell her that I'm doing good actually. Mhm. It feels a little better. Uh huh. It doesn't throb as much. I feel like it's getting better. There's a feeling in between my toes that hurts. If your if her right front is is down, right, is like on the ground, and you're looking at her little paw, mm-hmm. from the inside, it's like two or three over from like toes over from the inside, and mm-hmm. it it feels stressed and it's pulling on her. From there, it's like a line that pulls on her from there. Hmm. I want to tell my mom I need better food. I just switched her to better food. Like like mm-hmm. in in August, I switched her to something that she loves, I thought. What is the food that you're feeding her now? Origin Red. Oh, yeah. That's a great food. And I give her some grass-fed beef like a couple of nights a week mixed in. Okay, let me ask her. Let me ask her. Let me I'm gonna ask her which is which is the food that she feels like is giving her the problem. The one that I feel like is giving me the problem is the kibble. Does it feel like it gets stuck in my throat? Hmm. And it feels heavy in my stomach. Why? Hmm. Well, what what would be better? I'm having a hard time with it. Oh no. Well, maybe can you feed her just? Can you feed her? Because you're already doing a little bit of raw. Can you feed her all raw? Well, I could, but you know, I was told that they don't get everything they need. Oh no, not from a raw complete diet. If you bought, if you um, went and actually bought her like. Stella and Chewy's or another raw food diet, that's a complete diet. Mm. It's in the freezer section of, like, a high-end pet store, some feed stores. Mm-hmm. That definitely is a complete diet. Okay. But if you're trying to do it yourself, uh-huh. um, you have to, it's true, you have to make sure there's organ meat and there's bone, and so it's harder to be a complete diet if you're just eating mm-hmm. her just eating vegetables. Mm-hmm. I feel better on that because when I eat more than that, my brain is clear and I have more energy. So which is it that she feels clearer on? The the, the, the beef. The beef, okay. She says, Mom, can we talk about getting in and out of the car? Okay. I want a ramp. She has a ramp. Okay. So, um, what's wrong with her? Hold on a second. Ram check. 
figure it out because she's saying that it doesn't feel secure enough. Do you know why that would be? Well, you know, it's hard to get it. Like my my husband like put like a cinder block on like in front of where the passenger's feet would be, so it can lean on that. So when we put it in the back seat, I mean it, it wobbles a little bit, but I kind of spot her and hold on to her when she walks up it. Oh, you know what it it might be is when it wobbles. She okay. probably has to use those fine-tuned muscles in that right leg. Okay. So, like, for a dog that doesn't have an issue, it would be no problem, whatever. It's like, <laughs> it reminds me of when I used to work out, and you work out on one of those those balls. You, like, mm-hmm. stand on one of those BOSU balls. Yeah. You have to use your fine-tuned muscles in the ankle, so that's what she has to do when it wobbles. Okay. I want to tell you that I love you, and I really know that you've been helping me. I'm glad. And I feel good about this, doctor. One of the things that would not be a bad idea for you to do is maybe take her to a holistic veterinarian as well, and maybe they can give you something to, like, support, you know, healthy ligaments or healthy bone mm-hmm. growth or, you know, like mm-hmm. give you an all-natural supplement to also support her healing? Well, I, I, there is one in this area, and I actually, I went to her because Bonnie also has seizures, and I went to her to try to see if she could help me with acupuncture, and she gave me something, but then all this came up with her leg and this kind of precedence over it. Yeah, maybe I would go back there and see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because she can make the supplement. She can, if it's a supplement she makes up, she can make it up for right. what she has now, too. Right. So can you tell me again what kind of food that I should be giving her? Because I'm about to buy more yeah. dog food, and if she's not liking so, Yeah, so she, there is a food called Stella and Chewies. It's uh-huh. a it's a It's a raw food that you can buy in the freezer section. It's com is their website. Okay. Um, and then for people who are a little bit worried about feeding raw, you know, that's what I feed my animals with Stella and Chewies. There's also a brand called The Honest Kitchen. Uh-huh. And you can find them on thehonestkitchen.com. And that's a dehydrated raw where you can add a little water to it. Mm-hmm. You could do that and mix in your beef so that she feels like she's getting some, like, actual, you know, mm-hmm. like, fresh meat also. Right. But that's right. a really great diet as well. Origins mm-hmm. is a good food. Um, every now and then I hear dogs say, like, it makes them feel bloated, it makes them feel tired. And, you know, mm. so um, so it might just be that that one particular food is not good for her. The other thing that you have to make sure of with um, dogs that have seizures is that they need to stay away from rosemary. And they put rosemary in food now and treats, and rosemary can make seizures worse. So you just want to make sure her food doesn't have any rosemary in it. Okay. I, I went to that brand, and I was directed to that brand because it's certified organic. They grow, yeah, good. you know, everything there on yeah, the 
great food. It's a great food, but she's saying mm-hmm. that she doesn't feel so hot on it. So I'm I'm just wondering if I got a different variety from them because you know they have fish, they have turkey, they have chicken. I'm giving her the yeah, the red, which is all beef and buffalo, and uh, maybe try she try it. You could try yeah. it. My dog mm-hmm. uses it. My dog eats origins with Stella and Chewies as a combo. Okay. And um, she seems to like it, but she has the fish one. I don't know. I would try the different brands because they have all the different flavors and mm-hmm. maybe try mixing it with some of the other foods, but don't mm-hmm. mix it too quickly and right. integrate it slowly and then talk to your doctor about that, your vet about that. So mm-hmm. thank you so much, Lori, oh, for calling in. Thank you. Oh. What was that, Laura? Well, I was going to say that like a lot of vets don't believe in the raw food diet and they don't be- they don't know much about nutrition. Yeah. So they're holistic vets would know more. Right, right. That's that's yeah. That would be a good person to talk to about that. Um, I haven't tried the Honest Kitchen. I know they sell it at my um, doggy daycare at Wagville. Yeah, Stormy try- eats it every morning. Actually, he eats the just it's just plain of vegetable mix. And he mm-hmm. eats like this huge bowl of it every morning. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I've been. I just got started doing the dehydrated Stella and and Chewies. Right. That's a good too. Yeah, and she likes that a lot. She does her morning dance right before. She does. <laughs> yeah, she does a morning dance before it. She never used to do it when I just fed her Origins kibble by itself. But if I don't feed her the kibble, then she gets, like, hungry, it seems like. So I let her graze the kibble a little bit. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Okay, let's go to another phone call. Let's see here. Um, We have a Great Dane. Cool. Uh, That looks like a nine-year-old Great Dane. That's an over that looks like an oversized black lab, and he has seizures. And so let's find out. Um, Maggie? Hi, Maggie? Hello. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. What's your Great Dane's name? His name is Wolfgang. Oh, Wolfgang. So Wolfgang is having seizures? Yes, and they seem to be getting worse with this energy that's coming in. (sighs) And lately he's been having like two and three and four of them a day. He used to be on phenobarbital, and I took him off of that. I weaned him off of it, and I put him on um, Ganoderma lucidium mushroom um, capsules. But for the seizures themselves, he's on red chestnut back flower remedy. Mm. And And, um, are you doing that in conjunction with a holistic veterinarian? uh, No. I will try and find someone who will work with you on that. But um okay, so let's let's talk to him and see how he's feeling. Right? Is that what you want to know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um he also has a, a his right rear leg seems to be uh he favors it. Mom, I don't feel so good. I get this saliva in my mouth. Before I seizure, and it tastes really bad. And also my neck and jaw cramps up. I got a pain in my lower back. 
And that's why my leg is like that. Okay. My whole body feels like it's hurt. And when I'm seizuring, I'm scared. Yeah. Sometimes I'm too scared. And it takes me a while to recognize you when I come out. Do you notice that? Oh, yeah. She's petrified. Oh. Was he better on the theme of Barbatol? No, it actually did not seem to work at all. In fact, yeah, the, I had, I'm had i having better results with the um, red chestnut mm-hmm. box flower, actually. But oh, he hasn't good. been taking it long enough to, to build up into his blood system yet. Oh, but okay. it seems like whenever we have like these coronal mass ejections, like these energies, I know we're having them because he has seizures. Oh, um, the other thing that sounds like what's going on with him too is that it sounds like his atlas is out. Have you ever brought brought him to a chiropractor? No, I never thought of that. Huh, that's a I great idea. About, I would take him to a chiropractor because you know how he says like his neck is stiff and his jaw. And then also, um, like, down on his lower back. Sometimes when the atlas is out, that can affect that all that whole area, the jaw, the neck, and then also the lower back. So I would take him to a chiropractor and get him checked. Hmm, that's interesting. They have um, dog chiropractors? Yeah, like a veterinary chiropractor. You could Google it for your area or call a holistic veterinarian and ask them if they know of somebody. Or if, um, you can also call around to, like, the high-end pet shops um, or or the doggy daycares and ask them if they know anyone. Oh, that's a else? great idea. What he says he wants you life? to know that if he dies, he'll be okay. He'll be okay? Because sometimes I feel like I'm drifting out of my body. Yeah. I'll be okay. I'm not scared to die. I'm scared to have more seizures. Oh, sad. I'm going to tell him that... that um, it's going to take some time, but maybe this new remedy will work. And so he's got to think really positive that the remedy is going to work. Okay. This is a good time, too, when you have an animal like this, to um, to give them an affirmation to say. Like you can say things like, my body is well-balanced and healthy, and just sort of have that as a mantra, like around the house, like, or whenever you think of him, you can say that and really picture it. I'm going to ask him to, like, what does he think, what does he want his mantra to be? Oh, okay. My because he always makes sure that I, he always makes sure that I meditate yeah, and I do affirmations. He wants, to, he wants to say my body works perfectly. Okay. And the taste in my mouth is good. That's a common thing they talk about, too, is having, like, a sour taste or a metallic taste in their mouth before a seizure comes. I've uh, heard that that's before. That's when he sticks to me, like, yeah, he sticks Aww. to me like Velcro before he has a seizure. Sweet little baby. And putting cold on my paws afterwards helps me. So he wants you to cool his paws afterwards. Like, you could get, like, a wet washcloth and just put it on his paws. 
Oh, okay. That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, you'll have to call us back and let us know how he does. We'll be thinking good things for oh, him. Thanks, yeah. Maggie. Okay. Thank you so very much. Thank you. We yes. did. Wait, what was his affirmation? We have to say uh, Wolfgang's body works perfectly. Works perfectly. Okay, his, everybody, everybody say it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we have, well, let's see. Should I take a call or should I not take a call? We're in Lucky. that in-between in between time. Let's see. Maybe maybe we can do a quick one. Okay. Maybe, let's see. Oh, wait, here. Right. Can we do this one? Can we do Dorothy with the parakeet that died yesterday? Oh, okay. Here, let's... Okay. That doesn't seem very quick. I know, but but I want to see if it's if it's popsicle. Is it okay? The, the okay, let parakeet? me put her on. Let me yeah. on. Hold on. Um, Dorothy. Yes. Are you there? Dorothy, mm-hmm. is your parakeet's name popsicle? The one that passed. Yes. Yes. We call him popsicle. You some, this is amazing, Dorothy, because I'm so glad that you called. So yesterday, in the Dorothy's been emailing me back and forth, you know, and her parakeet has been very, very sick. And yesterday, yesterday I was on the phone with a client, and it was a it was a dog that had passed away, and I kept hearing the animal say, um, "Tell them that popsicle that I'm here with popsicle and that I'm loving it." I'm loving the popsicle. And I kept hearing that, and I was like, oh, my God, that's a parakeet trying to get into my session. Oh, my God, really? So, I was, We would listen to yeah. your show. Yes, yeah, so, Dorothy, I have to tell you, I have a block. When I'm talking to an animal, another animal cannot come in when I'm working. And popsicle got, got um, in high places because friends in high places because popsicle came in. So let's get um, a message from Popsicle. Hold on. Let me get it. Please. And can you tell us what Popsicle looks like? He was a blue parakeet. He he had a white forehead, long, dark tail. Um, he was such a fighter. She says, Mom, I want to tell you that now I can fly. Good. It's beautiful here. And, Mom, I can sit on your shoulder? Really? And I can nuzzle into your neck. And even I eating always, feels good. And I've I got fresh water. And I have a cage yeah. in heaven that looks just like at home. Okay. And I'm really happy. And I have a Are mirror you, here. Okay. And when I look in the mirror, I see you and me together. Oh, I'm so glad. I used to think yeah. he hated me. What did you say? I used to think he hated me. He was always afraid of me. I always tried to be nice to him. I just didn't think he liked me. No, Mom, I'm not scared of you at all. I know how much you did for me and how much you loved me. When I was in life, I was scared of hand cupping. So he was scared that he was going to get cupped in your hand. What I was see what you did for me. What did you say? I'm sorry. You said that he, one was he afraid of cupping, or is 
you or was afraid he that you would cup him in your hands and squeeze too hard? And Is I that think what that, happened? I think that maybe that's what happened when he was younger before he came to you, that he was caught cupped in the hands. Because in the end, he was having so many seizures, it seemed like the only way I could calm him down was when I picked him up and cupped him against my chest, and he would just stop seizing for that moment. So I did it a lot. But then he just had back-to-back seizures, and then he just stopped. Oh, I think what he's saying is that he was scared that that would even be necessary. I I didn't want to have to seize your mom. To relax. That's all I wanted. He said that when he was next to your chest, he felt peaceful. It's a different cupping. It's more like the cupping to be caught, not like the supporting up against the chest. It's different. Does he see anybody else there? (sighs) There's a yellow bird here. Okay. Do you know who that is? I have a yellow bird in my house, but it's here. Oh, so you know how sometimes they talk about um, being with us in heaven? So Popsicle's experience in heaven right now is like being able to see you and experience you in all the ways that you wanted Popsicle to experience with you in his lifetime, all the things that you tried to give him. That's what he's experiencing now in heaven. So he's experiencing you, the his cage there, being able to look in the mirror and see you and him together, and that being a really good experience, seeing the yellow bird in heaven too. So his place in heaven is like a mirror image of home, but where he's really peaceful and loved, and he feels all the good things about home. I'm so glad. If you yeah. have enough time, could you tell me about the bird that's here? He, I don't think so, Dorothy, because we just have a couple of more minutes. So, But thank you okay. for calling in. Yeah, thanks, Tell Dorothy. him I love him so much. Tell him I love him. Okay? Yeah, he hears you, too. He hears you, too. Thanks, I Dorothy. I can't believe he infiltrated you. That little bird came into my session <laughs> yesterday. That's amazing, and it's so crazy they called today, too. I know, right? And, wow. And I have look up and see her in the quarry because, you know, I'm, I don't yeah, really yeah, look yeah. there. Right, right, right. That's so crazy. Um, that's, so that never happens to you? Where no, an animal never, infiltrates your session? It's so, it's so sacred. Nobody can come in during a session. I'd get so confused, you know? I'd be like, wait a second. It's not your turn. Your person didn't pay for this. <laughs> I mean, Popsicles sounds- just coming in. Uh, okay, so it's uh, we have one one minute. So quickly, who whose words of wisdom today? Let's do Aloha's words of wisdom. Okay, Aloha is my little poodle mix, who is about four or five years old, rescued from the Southern California Downey, the Downey shelter. She says the best thing that she thinks everyone can do is picture everyone they know healthy and happy. And if you're ever jealous of somebody, stop it. You should be happy for them. Oh. I wonder why she came up with that. Wow, that's interesting. Well, thanks, Aloha. Aloha. (laughs) Good words of wisdom. 
Good words of wisdom. Okay, well, go to uh, PetPsychic.com for more information. You can join us also uh, next week. Until then, um, go to our Facebook page, Facebook.com, Radio. Like us. Post your animals' pictures on there. We love it. We love it. So do it, and we'll see you all next week. Talk Bye. to the animals. Talk to the animals. She can talk to